The Trouble with Being a Demon. Part 1 of the Fiends with Benefits series. A Good Omens Fic, written by Verdant Valpis, read by Literarian. Chapter 16 A Safe Place Anthony sat across from him, watching him sip his tea. Aziraphale was used to being stared at by Crowley while he ate, so it really shouldn't be bothersome. Except that this Crowley was being far more obvious about it, leaning forward and resting his chin in his palm. His stylish black glasses were less opaque than those of his counterparts, allowing Aziraphale to catch the odd glimpse of his slitted eyes, leaving even less doubt that he was, indeed, being stared at. Aziraphale watched him right back, wondering how this demon before him could look so different and yet feel so similar to his own Crowley. He was still bewildered by all the same-but-different that surrounded the angel in this world. Crowley, but not his Crowley. Someone Aziraphale found incredibly attractive and intriguing and felt an undeniable bond to, and yet, in many ways, a total stranger. Same, different. Same, different. You're curious about something, Anthony drawled, his jaw bouncing on his palm as he spoke. I'm curious about so very many things at the moment. I wouldn't know where to begin. Aziraphale sighed. Wherever you want, Anthony shrugged. Open book, me. Aziraphale scoffed, because that could not be true. Anthony seemed quite comfortable with himself, but he was still Crowley. Still, he had a point that Aziraphale may as well ask his questions. I'm afraid I might put you off, Aziraphale admitted, hoping to negate the possibility by suggesting it. Phew. <laughs> Anthony snorted. It's fine. Been married to the more obnoxious version of you for decades. Doubt it's possible to be put off. Oh. Aziraphale felt himself blush. Did Anthony really believe he was more amiable than Zira? I'm sorry if this little misunderstanding between Crowley and I offended you two, Aziraphale mumbled. I believe that is the top of my current concerns. Anthony leaned back in his chair, stretching his long arms up over his head for a moment, before settling back into an open scroll that somehow had all four limbs draped out wide. The inability to properly use a chair transcended universes. Same. The movement was telling, though. Aziraphale had seen it millions of times. The slow, ever-so-casual switch from leaning in to leaning away. 
he'd struck a nerve, and now Anthony was about to bring up his walls while pretending everything was fine. Don't know about Zira, but you offended the shit out of me, the demon admitted, surprising Aziraphale. Different. Well, not you, really, he continued. Jury's out on that, but what Red told us you said. That offended me. But Red's understanding of things isn't always, you know, reliable. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. That's sporting of you, Aziraphale told him, pleased. Anthony seemed to preen a bit. What did Crowley tell you, I said? You don't want to get married, Anthony answered. Blunt, overly simplistic, completely missing the point. That was Crowley, all right. Aziraphale rolled his eyes. Would I be forgiven for pointing out that it hasn't yet been a full week since our first kiss? Anthony laughed again, that warm, rich sound. <laughs> nah, he chuckled. <laughs> Probably be best to keep reminding me. Red made it sound like you didn't want to even consider it in the future. I suppose a bit of his pessimism has rubbed off on me, Aziraphale admitted. I'd rather not get ahead of myself. Anthony snorted again, but seemed to leave his commentary at that. Aziraphale found himself disinclined to continue the topic as well, so they lapsed into silence. Aziraphale sipped his tea while Anthony began scrolling through his cellular. This was a familiar scene to the angel, but felt decidedly wrong at the moment. There was stress in Anthony's shoulders, suggesting he was uncomfortable as well. Are you worried about your angel? Aziraphale asked him finally. Anthony snorted again without looking up from his screen. Hardly, he drawled. Aziraphale's by far the scariest thing out there. His words had the perplexing effect of making the angel feel simultaneously chuffed and jealous. Is it Crowley you're worried about then? He prodded. Anthony's assertion of being an open book really wasn't lasting long. Nah, he shrugged. Expecting a text from Zira any minute to say he's got him, he'll be fine. Aziraphale sighed and pushed his teacup aside in annoyance. It bothered him that Crowley had run off alone. It bothered him that the demon might be in danger and he was expected to sit and wait. It bothered him that Anthony was being aloof when previously he'd been so... attentive. Something seems to be bothering you. Aziraphale sniffed. Just moments ago you were asking to kiss me and now you've curled up into your electronics. Phew, <laughs> Anthony said again. 
I offered a snog session and you declined. Anthony corrected. And I'm under strict orders not to spook you, so that's that. Orders from whom? Aziraphale demanded. Anthony finally looked up from his phone to give him a withering stare. It was rather obvious. Crowley had warned his counterpart away, lest Aziraphale get too flustered. I am not some fragile bit of ancient pottery, he argued. I do not need to be treated with kid gloves. You said Aziraphale was the most frightening thing out there? Well, I am Aziraphale. <laughs> Clearly, I meant mine. Anthony shrugged, going back to his telephone. Don't know what you're upset at me for. Just sitting here respecting your boundaries, me. My boundaries! It was Aziraphale's turn to snort. Crowley doesn't get to determine my boundaries. Not talking about red, you plonker. Anthony rolled his eyes. You said no to making out. You said that boundary. I'm over here respectfully not snogging you. If you changed your mind, then just bloody say so. I suppose I changed my mind then. Aziraphale huffed. Anthony was on his lap in an instant. Aziraphale barely finished his complaint and the demon sprang up tossing his cellular on the table. He pushed Aziraphale's chair out and straddled him, pressing his hot mouth against his as he gasped in surprise. Anthony took advantage of the angel's parted lips to make a thorough exploration of his mouth and Aziraphale sighed, finally catching up to what was happening and letting himself enjoy it. It was certainly a better way to pass the time. And Anthony's tongue was proving to be every bit as sinful as Crowley's. Helpless to do anything else, Aziraphale returned the kiss with as much gusto as he could manage, which was quite a lot of gusto if he did say so himself. Anthony seemed to agree, groaning appreciatively. The demon gave an exploratory roll of his hips that made them both groan appreciatively. Aziraphale braced himself for another grind, but Anthony seemed to think better of it, focusing on kissing the angel's breath away and keeping his glorious hips still. Disappointed, Aziraphale wondered if he'd done something wrong. The kissing was wonderful. He wasn't complaining, but maybe he had to initiate? He ought to, yes? What would do the trick for Anthony? He seemed to like rough stuff. Aziraphale tried nipping at him, taking the demon's bottom lip between his teeth. Anthony moaned and melted against him more firmly. The kiss became much more heated. 
emboldened, Aziraphale trailed his hands down Antony's back to slowly cup his backside. Antony's groan was cut off by a gasp as the angel tugged the narrow hips closer at the same time he tilted his own hips up to meet them. That did the trick. Antony was now undulating his flexible spine while he moaned against Aziraphale's lips, rubbing himself hard against Aziraphale's growing arousal. <sighs> Getting a bit hot in here, Antony whispered to him. Best get out of the kitchen then, Aziraphale suggested. Definitely. Antony kissed him again, deep and wet, and Aziraphale dug his fingers firmly into the meat of his backside, feeling desperate for this tempting dark creature. Antony gasped again, groaned, then left his lap with a reluctant hiss and led him upstairs by the hand. Now Aziraphale began to worry once more about disappointing the demon with his mild manners. He needed to be firm, confident and commanding, like Zira. Antony led him into the main bedroom, and when he turned around to grin at him, Aziraphale was ready. He slapped the demon hard across the face. There, vile fiend! You'll do as you're told or get another one, he threatened. Antony held his stinging cheek, staring at him with wide-eyed alarm. He didn't look the least bit aroused by that. Aziraphale felt himself wilt as Antony's shock transitioned into anger. What the bleeding heaven was that? the demon demanded. Ah, uh, Aziraphale replied, feeling completely polaxed. Sorry, I'm sorry. I thought I'd try... I thought that was the sort of thing... He trailed off weakly. Perhaps he looked pathetic enough to be pitiable because Antony gave another... <laughs> an eye roll and then offered Aziraphale a cheeky smile. Okay, so let's just pretend all of that didn't happen, he suggested. I'm sorry, Aziraphale groaned, embarrassed. He plopped down on the bed, feeling a bit ill from humiliation. I was afraid of being boring and instead I went too far. I'm just never going to get a handle on this. On what? Antony flopped beside him, half draped over his arm. The closeness suggested Aziraphale was forgiven. The disciplining, he admitted. Your Aziraphale makes it seem rather a bit easier than it is. <laughs> you thought a slap was disciplining? Antony snickered. Aziraphale's cheeks burned. Hmm. Antony hummed, looking at him for a bit. 
Then the demon stood up on the bed and tapped his knuckles against the ceiling. At once a bar manifested on the ceiling and a length of chain fell from it. Aziraphale eyed the contraption with wonder. The bar ran perpendicular to the bed and halfway across the bedroom. The chain hung from a heavy ring which could travel the length of the bar. This cute little number came about after a lot of failed experiments, in case you still think all this was easy. Anthony was saying, as if discussing the installation of cupboards. He took up the cuffs that were attached to the other end of the chain and, to Aziraphale's surprise, clicked them onto his wrists. Long enough here to have me kneeling on the bed. He continued calmly, while Aziraphale felt like he was about to burst with sudden arousal. Or he could have me standing beside the bed, or lengthen the chain and have me kneeling on the floor. Why are you showing me this? Aziraphale gulped. Do you know how I feel when I'm locked up like this for him? Excited? Aziraphale suggested. Wasn't the point of it to be arousing? Safe. Antony told him seriously. I feel perfectly safe. I put all my faith in him. I know he's going to make me feel good. I'm safe with him. Aziraphale felt his mouth go dry. Obviously, a sudden slap across the face was not going to instill feelings of calm and safety. He had sorely missed the mark. What about the spanking and struggling and domination? Aziraphale argued. He hadn't imagined all of that, had he? Tools, Antony shrugged. Good tools, great tools, really. But maybe you need to work your way up to some of that. Start with this. And what exactly is this? Aziraphale asked, crawling closer to Antony on the bed. Do you want to make me feel good? I really do, Aziraphale whispered. Then make me feel good. Aziraphale shivered with excitement. Such a simple command opened so many possibilities and it made his angelic heart sing. Make Anthony feel good. Make Crowley feel good. And he would let him. Oh, my dear boy, he purred, nudging himself even closer to the bound demon who gave his own little shiver in response. You just made me ever so happy. Antony made a little sound in the back of his throat that sounded suspiciously like a whimper. Interesting. You truly are very beautiful, Aziraphale continued, giving himself permission to take his time and enjoy this view. 
the demon fairly preened under his admiring gaze. I can't wait to taste every inch of this delicious golden skin. He reached out for the black silk tie, carefully undoing the knot and sliding it off with a slow whispering drag that almost seemed loud in the quiet room. Aziraphale stared into Antony's eyes through those shaded glasses of his as he slowly unfastened one button after another down the vibrant red shirt. Antony returned his gaze, a slight smile on his lips, his eyes calm and inviting, but by the third button the corners of those eyes tightened slightly and his breath came quicker through his nose. Aziraphale was on the right track here. As soon as the shirt was open, the angel loosened it around the demon's shoulders, baring his neck so he could suck a series of bruising kisses against it. Antony responded immediately, his jaw falling open as he sighed pleasantly. The spell they were weaving together was shattered when Antony's trousers started ringing. Uh, that'll be Zira, Antony panted. Be it chap and grab my phone for me, will you? Um... Aziraphale reached his hand into Antony's pocket to retrieve the telephone. Great, Antony grinned. Now just press the green button and hold it to my ear, would you please? Aziraphale huffed in annoyance and turned the telephone to the speakerphone. He had learned a thing or two since Zira summoned a damped cellular into his pocket. Did you find Crowley? Aziraphale asked the rectangle at once. I... Zira hesitated on the line. There was a muffled sound behind him. Where is Crowley? My Crowley, I mean. I'm here, Angel, Antony replied, raising his voice slightly. But tied up is all. I see, Zira seemed unperturbed. Yes, I found Red. He's perfectly safe, if somewhat unhappy with me at the moment. Aziraphale now recognized the sound in the background as a muffled, possibly gagged, Crowley swearing an absolute blue streak. Red can bloody hang, Antony spat angrily. What about my car? Zira laughed. <laughs> the Bentley is perfectly fine, dearest. I'd bring her right home to you, but I'm afraid this situation needs a bit of finesse and I'll be absconding with Red to the shop for a while. Excuse me? Aziraphale gasped. Why? Don't fret, Zira insisted. Everything's under control, just a bit of a tantrum. And it requires the shop? Aziraphale grumbled, feeling quite suspicious now. It requires finesse, as I said, and a bit of time. Not long, 
Zira answered him firmly, before apparently deciding that matter was settled and talking to Antony again. Crowley, darling, should I leave the Bentley here, bring her with us to Soho, or send her on alone? Antony seemed to mull this over for a moment, while Aziraphale glared at the rectangle. Why was he bringing Crowley to London? Sod it, Antony sighed. Give her the word and send her back. Might need her if something comes up and you want us to join you in London. Sound choice, Zira agreed. I'll speak to you both soon. I love you, dearest. Love you more, Angel, Antony replied happily. There was a worried, muffled yelp from Crowley before the call ended. Aziraphale stared at the telephone a moment longer, as if hoping that would somehow yield answers. The Bentley can drive herself home if given the proper command word, Antony offered, as if Aziraphale was sharing his concern over his car. Why is he taking Crowley to London instead of bringing him back here? Aziraphale cried. Who knows? Antony shrugged. Zira says it's under control. And that's it? Aziraphale growled. You believe him? Antony sighed and gave Aziraphale a stern look, quite the feet while suspended from the ceiling. If it were Red saying it, then no, he continued. But Zira wouldn't take any undue risk with Red's safety. If there was anything to worry about, he'd have said. That certainly rang true. Aziraphale had to admit that. He couldn't imagine any possible dimension where he could be cavalier about Crowley's life. You're right, of course, Aziraphale sighed. It's only... I feel... It's hard to surrender control, Antony offered, sounding almost sympathetic. Aziraphale nodded, because that was definitely part of his issue. Then he looked at the demon, shackled and shirt undone, and had to laugh at his words. Antony cottoned on immediately and grinned sheepishly, pantomiming a quick struggle against his bonds. <laughs> Same for me, though. He smiled. Same for Red, too. It's always been about survival for us, though. Dangerous not to be in control. Has he told you much about hell? Only in the broadest terms, Aziraphale sighed. And usually only to punch up his sarcasm. My side doesn't send rude notes, sort of thing. Never anything detailed. Antony nodded quietly, and for a moment he looked positively haunted, and Aziraphale felt a deep dread in the pit of his stomach. Oh, my dear, he whispered. 
He waved a hand at the cuffs and released the demon immediately, pulling Anthony across his lap and holding him tightly. I cannot imagine what it was like for you, my darling. I can only tell you that you never deserved a moment of it, and I will fight until my final moment to keep you from ever enduring it again. Anthony stared up at him from the tucked-up ball of limbs Aziraphale had folded him into. Angel, he murmured. So right now, for me anyways, not in any danger from hell, and the past is... It's the past. Aziraphale lovingly stroked the demon's dark hair, then removed his glasses so he could see the lovely light topaz shine to his wide, beautiful eyes. Why did you mention hell? Aziraphale asked him softly, remembering Antony had likely been on his way to an important point before the angel interrupted him. Are you going to tell me something about Crowley? About us both, I guess. Antony gave another charmingly sheepish grin, still tucked up in Aziraphale's arms. The angel considered setting him back to rights, but reconsidered, given the subject matter, and placed a soft kiss against the demon's brow instead. I'll hear whatever you're willing to tell me, dear. Anthony seemed content to stay cuddled on his lap and, if anything, snuggled deeper into the angel's embrace. Gotta be careful not to overshare, so bear with me if I pause a lot, he sighed. Hard to know what Red doesn't want to share, you know. That was a worrisome but valid point and Aziraphale's heart broke to pieces inside him. He wanted to press Antony for any detail he'd been willing to part with, out of fear that Crowley might never tell him that he might never understand. But what if doing so drove Crowley further from him? Wouldn't it be better to wait until it was his own Crowley curled in his arms like this? Perhaps he should be the one to tell me, Aziraphale whispered feeling the threat of tears pricking at his eyes. He might not. He might never trust him to hear it. Maybe, yeah, Antony agreed. He unfolded himself from his ball and settled back in place by the chain, batting the cuffs like a bored cat. So, in broad strokes... Let me say that surrendering anything as hell is usually synonymous with being broken. He hasn't had to in a long time, but before that... Antony shrugged and carried on quickly. Point is that surrendering is a big deal for any demon, and we aren't wired to want to do it. Of course, Aziraphale nodded. You shouldn't be expected to. You gotta listen here, Angel, Anthony said seriously. You gotta really hear me, okay? 
Aziraphale nibbled his lip and turned slightly on the bed so he was facing Antony, giving his full attention. I'm not wired to give up control. I look for danger in every shadow. I try to stay three steps ahead of thirty different hypothetical situations at any given time. I'm constantly on alert. I'm always planning, scheming, trying to build a future where Aziraphale and I are safe, and if I am ever still for too long, the memories come and I'm running away from that just as much as anything. Angel. Holy choir, it's bloody exhausting to be me. Antony whined. Aziraphale fought the impulse to grab the demon back into his arms, having agreed to listen and hear him, but oh, how he wanted to soothe away his hurts. He let his own tears run free and held perfectly still. When Zira ties me up, when I can even just pretend to be helpless, it's like a switch goes off in my mind. Antony closed his eyes, his features relaxing as he continued. I can tell myself Zira has the control and just be passive for a while. It's so bloody restful, I can't begin to tell you. To not have to direct, plan, execute, guard or escape anything for a while. To just have to take it. Feel it. Be in my own bones instead of my anxiety-ridden brain. Shit, Angel. Can you understand how badly I need that break sometimes? Aziraphale nodded silently, wide-eyed. He did. He understood now. The restraints weren't a cage. They were a refuge. <laughs> Hell doesn't send rude notes. <laughs> Funny, because they send Red a very rude note. Anthony chuckled. Aziraphale's tears stopped and he held his breath. This was news to him and something he would like a lot more detail on in good time. But in general, we don't get warnings. Kindness? Gentleness? Demons are pretty good at faking these things to get close to an enemy, you know? So we don't tend to trust it in others, even angels. Blessed, the notion that an angel would be kind and gentle to a demon was always laughable, right? Aziraphale wasn't finding anything laughable about this and was still inwardly grumbling about this mysterious rude note, but he nodded for Antony to continue. So maybe it's easier to roleplay the trap demon at an angel's mercy and get gloriously fucked for a while. That was easier to accept at first. The I love you's were easier to hear when I was ruined. He shrugged and smiled. It's also just bloody fun. A bit of chase, a bit of thwarting. 
I get to be a brat, and Zira puts me in my place so well my toes curl. Antony seemed to be getting distracted now, his cheeks flushing and his breath shallow. Aziraphale politely cleared his throat. Ahem. I am very sorry I slapped you, Aziraphale told him, taking his hand. I think I understand now why that was so off the mark. Thank you for telling me this. Good. Antony drawled, shrugging like it was nothing. Aziraphale leaned forward and kissed him again, soft and sweet, and with all the kindness the demon well deserved. With slow, deliberate, gentle strokes, Aziraphale pulled the shirt over the demon's long arms. The kiss deepened, Aziraphale allowing Antony to take the lead a hand in his curls as he pressed himself closer. Aziraphale ran his fingers along the hem of Antony's black vest, humming a question against his busy lips. Antony released him, looking a bit muzzy, and raised his arms again so Aziraphale could pull the vest off over his head. So beautiful! Aziraphale cooed, stroking his hand over Antony's shoulder and down his bare arm. Then he roughly yanked the demon's wrist back up to the cuff and snapped it in place. Other wrist, Aziraphale ordered quietly. Antony immediately obeyed, placing his wrists together so the angel could secure them both. Excellent. Well done, he praised before kissing the demon's jaw. A snap of his fingers shortened the chain, drawing Antony up straighter so the angel could continue to suck bruises down his throat. Do you have a safe word you like to use, dear? he asked. Uh, spatula would work for today. Antony offered before moaning as Aziraphale lightly bit his collarbone. Interesting choice, Aziraphale murmured conversationally as he drew his fingernails lightly up either side of Antony's spine, admiring the way the demon arched back so beautifully. Mm. Zira was using one on me like a paddle this morning, Antony moaned. <laughs> Guess it's fresh in my mind. Oh? Aziraphale noticed that Antony had reacted quite well when he'd gripped his backside earlier. Perhaps it was still a bit sensitive. Are you still a bit pink, I wonder? <laughs> Probably not, Antony chuckled. <laughs> but you're welcome to fetch the spatula if you'd like to remedy that. Hmm, another time perhaps, Aziraphale mused, gently flicking his tongue against a delectable nipple. My current mission is to make you feel good, remember? Spatula felt good in its way. 
Anthony argued, but his voice faltered as Aziraphale sucked his nipple between his lips. He positively ravaged the little nub of flesh, delighting in the way Anthony groaned and twisted for him. Huh, that's good too. Very good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aziraphale hummed. It was good, and Anthony's second-hand pleasure was making Aziraphale dizzy with lust, but he held his mission firmly in his mind. He released his hold on the demon's bruised nipple and unhooked the cuffs from their chain so he could lay the demon out along the bed. He stretched Anthony's arms up overhead until his knuckles brushed one of the iron spindles on their intricate headboard. Anthony grasped it in both hands immediately, but Aziraphale pressed his bound wrists lightly against the pillows anyway and firmly ordered him to stay. Anthony nodded, his breath coming shallow and quick, as Aziraphale continued a slow, predictable trail of kisses down the centre of Anthony's chest, over the flat belly and around the hollow navel. He remembered what Crowley had done to his own soft belly and copied the move, thrusting his tongue into the sensitive button several times as Anthony moaned and hissed and twisted his hips. Those hips moved far too well and threatened Aziraphale's already tenuous self-control, so the angel quickly grabbed them and pressed them down to the mattress while he continued to tongue-fuck the demon's belly. Oh, come on, that's... <sighs> Aziraphale figured it was finally time to free this demon from the confines of his trousers. He made quick work of the belt and flies and slipped the black fabric down over long, muscular legs. He peeled off the socks as well and pressed a kiss to each instep. When the demon moaned plaintively at that, Aziraphale decided to spend a bit more time exploring these sensitive feet. He gently massaged the tendons around the ankle, running a finger over the heel and along the arch. Anthony gritted his teeth and bowed his back off the bed. Are you ticklish? Should I stop? Aziraphale asked him. Green, Anthony responded breathlessly, shaking his head. Green? Aziraphale asked him, stroking along the top of the foot now. The safe word was spatula, wasn't it? Huh. Uh, green means good, angel, Anthony gasped. Amber means to slow down or pause for a moment, just ways to check in, you know, without actually... <laughs> without stopping. Ah, I see. Aziraphale smiled. Very good, thank you. Please, my pants, please. Anthony tilted his clothed hips desperately, 
and Aziraphale's mouth watered at the prominent bulge there. He gently peeled the boxer braves down to free the glorious cock and couldn't resist pressing an open-mouthed kiss to the tip of it before rolling the pants the rest of the way off. Pass me a pillow, would you, dear? He asked sweetly. Anthony moaned and released his grip on the iron bar long enough to toss a pillow to the angel before grasping it again. Aziraphale felt his own arousal pulse at the demon's desire to obey, to please. Oh, yes, he definitely saw the appeal in this. Thank you, darling. You're doing so well. I'm so pleased with you. Anthony whined and flexed his hips again. Aziraphale took advantage of the movement and thrust the pillow under the demon, drawing another moan of anticipation. Do you trust me, my dear? He asked, pressing a kiss against a warm thigh. Angel, I'm naked, tied up and spread out for you. Anthony hissed. If I didn't bloody trust you, none of this would be happening. Fair enough. Aziraphale smirked. He didn't appreciate the tone, deserved though it may be, so he dropped his mouth over the demon's stiff effort and pulled back with a punishingly hard suction. Anthony wailed for him so prettily he was inspired to do it again. Not gonna last, Anthony warned him, so Aziraphale released him once more. He wanted this to last. He wanted them both to enjoy it. Breathe, relax, he whispered. Anthony closed his eyes and took a deep breath. Aziraphale felt in awe at the compliance. How long had it taken to get Anthony to this point? How long would it take for Crowley to submit to him so willingly? The thought made his heart clench, so he chased it away. Anthony deserved his full attention. Crowley would get his turn, and then some, in due time. Once Anthony seemed in better control, Aziraphale settled back down between the demon's bent knees, kissing down the shaft, before lifting the side of the soft bollocks with his tongue and taking it into his mouth. He kept his suction gentle and moved his head as Anthony rolled his hips and moaned, open-mouthed and helpless. He massaged the lightly furred skin with his tongue and slowly sucked the sack deeper into his mouth as his fingers began questing around Anthony's entrance. He hummed in surprise to find the rim already relaxed, then remembered Anthony had suggested he and Zira had been up to some hanky-panky earlier. Still, that was hours ago, so Aziraphale took his time. He entered the demon with a slick finger, sliding in easily, and was rewarded with another boneless moan. 
He drew the soft bollocks out of his mouth so he could add his tongue to the stretching campaign, thrusting it deep beside his finger as Antony swore and his feet lost purchase on either side of the angel's shoulders. As Antony tried to stay in position, Aziraphale reached between his own legs to squeeze his aching erection. He was painfully hard and no doubt leaking. He snapped his kit off and sent it in a neatly folded pile in the corner in hopes he hadn't yet fully stained his pants. His overcoat he kept beside him, though. There was something he needed hidden in the deep pockets. He continued to open the demon up slowly as Antony sighed and whined and begged. There was a steady stream of precum dribbling onto the demon's stomach and another steady stream of green, 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 green coming from Antony's mouth. I'm ready, he insisted again. I'm past ready, really, angel, please. Aziraphale looked down at the obscene stretch around his three fingers and decided he'd wait until the demon could take a fourth, just to be safe. Over the next five minutes, the demon's begging turned into threats. If you don't fuck me this bloody instant, I will follow you back to your own world and draw dicks all over your first editions, the demon growled. Aziraphale clucked his tongue at that. Naughty, he warned, thrusting his fingers in sharply. The demon howled, but there was no pain in his expression and the slick movement felt smooth enough to continue. He withdrew his fingers slowly, miracling them clean, before he moved himself up again to kiss Antony's mouth. Finally, Antony grinned weakly. Hurry, please, Aziraphale whispered. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take you in my mouth and love you until you spill down my throat. <laughs> Antony whined. No, angel, bless it. Fuck me, he rolled his hips desperately. You've just spent three bloody years opening me up for Satan's sake. Three years, Aziraphale snorted. Hardly that, although a glance at the clock did show that it had been a couple hours. Perhaps he'd been a touch excessive. I have good plans for you he vowed, reaching into his coat pocket and pulling out the huge purple dildo Crowley had used to thwart Antony earlier. He held it up so Antony could see it and made a show of stroking lube all over its girth with full, suggestive strokes. Antony's eyes went wide and his cock jumped where it was pressed against his belly. I believe Crowley's friend here owes you an apology, after all. Aziraphale grinned. 
Too right it does, Antony groaned. Still green, then? Aziraphale asked, bringing the toy down to gently rub against Antony's prepared rim. The demon rolled his hips again in a movement that seemed to ripple all the way up his spine and into his shoulders. He groaned loudly and nodded. Unable to wait any longer, Aziraphale scooted back into place and hungrily licked up Antony's twitching cock, taking it into his mouth with a moan. He slowly slid the tip of the toy past the relaxed ring of muscle, pausing once inside before slowly working it in further in tiny thrusts. Antony cried out a string of garbled nonsense until finally the toy was fully seated inside the demon and Antony was fully seated inside Aziraphale's throat. Mm. Antony grunted. Oh, holy hell! Aziraphale slid his mouth up the shaft again, lightly suckling the tip of Antony's straining arousal. He took the rest of the shaft in his free hand and grasped it tightly as he began to fuck Antony with slow, gentle strokes of the toy. Each forward thrust pulled another delicious moan from the demon, who was now so slick with sweat he shone in the lamplight. Aziraphale stroked his free hand up and down the demon's prick, sucking harder on his cockhead as he increased the pace of thrusts with the toy. Antony arched his back dramatically, his moans coming in a continuous cycle of moan, gasp, moan, gasp, moan. When the demon's voice started to break into a whimper, Aziraphale decided it was time to finish up. He left off Antony's cock with a faint pop and withdrew the toy, tossing it to the side of the bed. Antony cried out in denial at the loss of stimulation until Aziraphale pulled his knees up and further apart so he could bury himself in the demon in one smooth thrust. He locked his hands over Antony's where they gripped the headboard, using it for leverage as he ploughed back in deep and hard. They both cried out in pleasure as Aziraphale set a punishing pace, pounding in sharp and quick. He sank his teeth into the demon's shoulder and was rewarded by the most beautiful cry as Antony came, convulsing under him from the intensity of it. It was so powerfully breathtaking that Aziraphale was helpless not to follow suit, groaning brokenly as he spilled inside the demon. He half collapsed over Antony as he gasped in heavy breaths against a sweat-slick throat. Gorgeous, he murmured, kissing the sweet skin before him as Antony shivered through the aftershocks. Lovely. Mm. Antony agreed. 
Feeling good? Aziraphale asked, nuzzling Antony's ear. The demon laughed weakly and nodded. Good, good, I'm glad, Aziraphale told him, gently stroking his fingers through the mess on Antony's chest before miracling it away. Antony took that as a sign to curl up against the angel and hummed in delight as he snuggled in. Aziraphale let him wrap around him, lightly stroking his hair and back as they both came down from the high. He watched the demon as he smiled restfully, a delightful burbling sound coming from his throat. I was wondering if you might do me a favor, he asked quietly, setting a sweet kiss against the demon's brow. Mm, anything, Antony sighed dreamily. He looked so utterly content. So sweet, Aziraphale crooned affectionately. Thank you, dear. Now, if you would be so kind as to tell me all about this letter, Hell sent Crowley, I'd be ever so grateful. Antony's eyes snapped open. What letter? He stalled. The letter you told me about earlier, Aziraphale replied patiently. The letter you're about to tell me more about now. Antony tried to look mystified, but it was obvious that his post-orgasm brain wasn't programmed for deception and it took too much effort. The demon sulked instead. Wasn't supposed to say anything about it, he grumbled. That seems rather obvious, Aziraphale stroked his hair. But seeing as that's all moot now... I was really enjoying having the moral high ground, though. Antony pleaded, eyes wide with dramatic sorrow, as if this was reason enough to drop the whole conversation. Crowley received a letter from hell after our trial. After, I believed, we were to be left alone. Yes or no? Aziraphale demanded. Yes. Antony grumbled. And I assume they threatened him? Yes, Antony sulked. Well, then you might as well tell me everything you know about it now, Aziraphale suggested, as kindly as he could manage. I'm sure I don't need to tell you what an Aziraphale is like when their Crowley has been threatened. Antony swallowed thickly and told the angel everything.